What is up, everyone? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I am your host, Brennan Tassif, joined, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, man? What's going on, Brennan? How you feeling? How you doing? I'm feeling great. Almost said uh, ex-drinking buddy, but I'm back on the right <laughs> track. Here we go. Um, if you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. We're going to start the same way we do every week, which is going to be the major topics and all the major sports. This week, we are talking NBA. Then we will get into the quick hits where we will touch on some other things happening in the sports world. We are skipping the walk off today because of the playoff talk up top. And then we will get in the press conference where we'll peddle our wares. But, Joe, let's start this week the same way we do every week. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Here All we right. go. Here we go. So we decided to do a day later because of the uh, NBA playoffs having the play-in games Tuesday and Wednesday. We're going to just break down every game, talk about uh, pros, cons, kind of what's going on with the matchups moving forward. First game that we're going to do was the late game from last night, Oklahoma City Thunder, New Orleans Pelicans. This is the 9-10 matchup. Joe, what'd you take away from this with the Oklahoma City Thunder winning going to the next round of play-ins? Um, I don't think we can discuss this game without talking about two things one the fact that the thunder made the postseason as Mm -hmm. we both predicted last week on last week's episode but that meant that the mavs i'd show who were in the western conference finals last year did not make the postseason whatsoever punted Um, on the playoffs punted on the playoffs altogether Wanted to ended up sitting a bunch of players towards the end of the season, uh, and now are being investigated for just deliberately ta- outright tanking, and all to protect a protected tenth top ten pick from the Kristaps uh, Porzingis trade. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was just the Mavs are just in such disarray. And I don't know how it gets fixed next year because now Kyrie's a free agent. Do you sign him to a max deal? We know he's not going to take a three-year deal because he wouldn't take that with the Nets. So you're going to have to either give him the max or let him walk. And then you traded two very good role players for a guy for nothing because the guy walked. And you're just in complete and utter disarray. Um, this is crazy to me. If I would have told you at the beginning of the season that the Oklahoma City Thunder – because they're... Um, we all thought we're taking because Chet Holgram did it. Uh, they just yeah. shut him down before the season started. They, yeah, like they shut him injury. down. So Chet goes out, and I would have been like, oh, yeah, they're... Yeah, we both... I honestly was like, they, they're trying to get Paolo, too. This are these... these um or Paolo? What's his name? Wimbenyama. Wimbenyama. They're trying to get... I'm sorry. Rookie of the year for the Orlando Magic. It's on my mind. Uh, <laughs> but they're trying to get Wimbenyama. So they're going to tank again. And then halfway through the season, SGA was like, mm, "No, nah, I think we're, I think we're gonna play. I think I'm gonna play. Like we're playing. I think we're doing this." And it blows my mind that the Mavericks, like you said, Western Conference Finals last year, Luka Doncic, arguably one of the top ten players in the NBA, has been in the top five MVP conversation in the last three years, and they missed, missed the play in together. And this isn't 2012 where you have to be a top eight, like or what? Yeah, top six. Top eight. Top yeah. eight. Yeah, yeah, top eight. Yeah. This is t- t- 10 teams. What do you, it's not 2008. 
This is not 2018 <laughs> where yeah. you had to be a top eight. <laughs> I didn't know how far back I had to go to get that poll. So I was just like, 2012 will be all right. Um, but it's it blows my mind. And I'm so happy as someone who lived in Oklahoma City for a little while. I know how much they love that team. I'm so happy for the Thunder fans. I'm happy for Shea Gilgis Alexander, which they got in the Paul George trade. They did. Um, which is a huge thing how trades can work out for teams sometimes. And, and since getting there, people have thought, oh, obviously they're in super tank mode. They're going to flip him at some point. Yep. And he's been like, nah, I kind of like it here. <laughs> yeah, they've and they've been playing so well. Like even Josh Giddy at 31 points. I mean, he's the old guy on this roster. He's 24 yeah. years of age. Shay That's Gilgis crazy. Um, Giddy's like 20, I think. Yeah, 20 from Australia. Uh, yeah, a couple of kids, just a bunch of kids out there playing. Uh, to the, in the uh, sorry. So the other thing, uh, that has to be mentioned is um, the heck was the other thing that had to be mentioned, bro? The oh, Mavericks. Zion, Zion, yeah. Zion, not playing. Apparently, Again. he's been medically cleared. But uh, the mental blocker, which I can understand to a degree, is somebody uh, not on the stage of which he's on, but. Um, obviously not on the stage of which he's on, but having a injury well, it or being be said, you know, being it has to be said, uh, being susceptible to injury, uh, you kind of have to get over that mental block, that mental hurdle of um, making the same movements and everything, and that fear of you may hurt yourself again. Uh, so he's um not actively voluntarily. Uh, decided to sit out because he can't. He's not. He doesn't feel comfortable on the court. And if you, it's one of those things where if you don't feel comfortable on the court, are you going to be a, a helper or a hindrance to your team? So it takes a lot of uh, guts to say that out loud because you're gonna get hell for it. But um, it's a legit thing. Uh, uh, I'd say the difference between that and Ben Simmons is. I don't know if Ben Simmons has ever said it. We've kind of put it on him, but maybe he did. But I don't know. No, Ben Simmons went on a podcast and said, I can still be a top 15 player in the NBA. Yeah. So, well, I think Zion still thinks he gets to be a top 15 player, but he no, just but I'm saying Zion, there's a difference though. Zion is recognizing what's happening right now and being vocal about it, saying, like, I'm not comfortable. Like, I'm, mm. I'm not going to be able to play well. I'm not comfortable. Ben's never done that. Ben's blamed everything else on everything else and then said, Everyone well, knows. I'm still a top 15 player. <laughs> it's like, you're not even 15 on the roster, dude. I was like, like, <laughs> uh, like Zion, yeah. it seems like he wants, he likes to play basketball. I, I'm not going to say loves, because, like, people like Kevin Durant love basketball. Yeah. But Zion looks like he really like likes playing basketball. And that's the problem, too, is, you know, these guys that grow up and people are like, oh, they're going to be over six, five, six, 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 ten. And they automatically just get shoved into basketball. And some of them don't even want to play it. And it's mm. so I think that's a big thing when it comes to guys in the NBA. You know, another thing. And uh, I don't know how we've spun into this, but Zion. you just made me think of Zion's what, 21, 22. Yeah, it's got to be young. Um. I know I now follow me. It's gonna sound crazy for for a second, but follow me, folks. I remember I dual enrolled in uh, high school, going into college uh, for two years prior. So my junior year, I what happened? Twenty two. Oh, twenty two is I was trying to do it. Uh, <laughs> we're recording, so it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
so Zion is 22. I remember when I was 16, 16, 17, I was like, I'm going to dual enroll to start getting college credits early. Well, by the time I got to college, I was burnt out mentally yeah. on just the idea of school. I don't think we talk about how much basketball these guys are playing and how much of a of a eyeball is on them from such an early age that this could cause a lot of burnout in a lot of players. And I think we have seen it in, you know, a wave of quote unquote people calling some players miss greats and like the player subtext of player empowerment sitting out and everything. I think there is something to say about just emotional fatigue yeah. And like overplaying, overdoing your job, and you know, it says these uh, were twelve. It says they were eleven, twelve years old. They've had the weight of the world on their shoulders. Yeah, the weight of their families on their shoulders. Yeah, so. Absolutely. I, I mean, I've seen it a ton in football. You get these guys who are so good yeah. in high school, and they've been playing Pop Warner, and then they get to college, and they're kind of like, oh, it's not even that they're over. I mean, I had some guys that were legit over it. Like they mm-hmm. did one semester in college and was like, fuck this. I'm going back home. It's like you're on a full scholarship to a big D1 school and you're like, nah, I'm done. Um, and I've also seen it the other way where it's people genuinely cannot get enough of the yeah. sport that they play. Kobe was a great example of this. LeBron's a great example Michael. of this. Michael, for sure. Where yeah. It's like, no, I'm obsessed with this. And I... But the reason why those players are so special is because it is such a rare thing to have. I say this all the time on this show and on my other show. I didn't even want to play football. And then I got into it and I like enjoyed it. But like when I left football, it was just kind of like and it was just over. I was in like my you know what I mean? I'd say another thing with those three guys as well. They all played a different sport and we're very aware of it. Kobe played, dabbled in soccer yeah. uh, from an early age, from living in Italy. Michael played baseball for a very long time. LeBron played football. So that constant yeah. churn of burnout isn't necessarily there because That's a good point. you're diversifying your sports. Yeah. That's another reason why people say injuries are because even with all this uh, coach, not coaches, what the heck is the trainers? Non the trainers, yes, but um the player management stuff, DMP rest, and there's like a catch all term for it. Load management. Load management, thank you. I was like, fuck, I can't remember this shit. Um yeah, people are so like, oh, even with all this load management, injuries there's still more injuries now than there were, say, in the nineteen eighties, nineties, early two thousands. There's more injuries, more damning injuries today. And I think a lot of it comes from specializing in sports, like mm-hmm. overworking your muscles. People say you only have only so many dunks in your body. If you're dunking starting at fucking 13, 14, and you just never, you know, you never train your muscle to do anything else. And it's just training this one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. Well, eventually, like a machine, it's going to break down if you yeah. keep doing one thing with it. So... Well, that's another uh, big thing. Cross too, is training the, is very important. That's what important. I was going to say is the cross training because you there's tertiary muscles you don't and ligaments and joints that you don't think about until they get hurt. Well, like if you're playing basketball your whole life and then you go and like, you know, every couple of months you go and play soccer for a month or so, your legs are going to work different muscles and different joints are going to get stronger because it's a different sport. 
So cross training really can benefit a lot of players in that aspect. Cause like you said, if it's just basketball all the time and basketball is unforgiving, the up and down, yeah. constant up and down and up and down, like On it's the very knees and everything. Hurt. Yeah. And quads. And, yeah, Do you all think Zion comes back next year? Uh, I mean, yeah, for sure he comes back, but the thing is he comes back. Is he going to deal with another injury or setback? Yeah. How does he get over the mental hurdle of that? And just kind of what has been the uh, the story of his career in the first couple of years here is like, all right, he plays, he looks amazing. Then he gets hurt. He sits out for what's supposed to be two to four weeks and it ends up being three months. It's like, then he gains all this weight and then he gets out of shape. Then he has then, to, yeah, so it's yeah. like, geez. So, but he's really good when he is in there. He's <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> when he's in there. Is, the Pelicans were the darling going into the season with Brendan Ingram and how well they the Pelicans were the Zion. one seed at one point this yeah. year. Until then, they had the Zion injury compounded with the Brian, Brandon Ingram injury. Um, yeah, they, when they were both out, it was like, oh, this is, as I say, I quote it all the time, the Mighty Ducks, this is over. Baby. Yeah, this is. Oof. Uh, but the game itself, let's get finally get to uh, we oh, touched yeah. on it a little bit. OKC, uh, who was the 10th seed going in, uh, New Orleans were the ninth seed. OKC with the upset, um, came from behind and won this game. They were down big in the first half, and then in the third quarter, they had an explosion of offense with 39 points. Uh, and then they ended up closing it out, even though Pelicans tried to, they made a game of it. This wasn't a, a runaway, but. When it got down to it, OKC ended up taking off, as Brennan said. Uh, SGA had 32. Giddy had 31. Lou Dort, Aisian, let's go. Lou Dort. Um, 27. Uh, and the, both of the Jalens, you know, they, they played minutes. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, Brandon Ingham tried his damnedest, 30 points. Uh, CJ McCollum had an unfortunate shooting day, 15, 5 of 15. Um and they just didn't they just Pelicans just didn't have all their weapons, didn't have everything at their disposal. Uh Jose Alvarado, who's like one of the defensive specialists and the guy everybody knows for uh, getting all those steals last year and getting under the skin of Chris Paul, he suffered an injury earlier uh this season as well and had never came back from it. So uh okay, injuries really Williams. Bit them. Who? Dark horse o- OKC's Jalen Williams was a dark horse for rookie of the year oh. most of the season. He ain't in there. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, he's not, but I'm just saying he's he was the 12th pick, and he actually played above and beyond. I'm just saying oh. Sam Presti. Which is, one of the Jalen Williams? Because there's two Jalen Williamses, and they're both forward, so I can't. Yeah, say it's very confusing. Is it the J with the Y or the Jalen with the L? Uh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck me. It's the Jalen with the L. Yeah, it's the Jalen with the L. Yeah, yeah. yeah. J L E N, not J A Y L E N. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has to be. Yeah, because he played forty minutes. Obviously, it's that one. <laughs> it could have been another one. Well, I was looking at their picture, and they both kind of like they both have the like crazy the hair. Yeah, 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 damn, so like, they damn. Because <laughs> I was like, it's the one with the crazy hair, and then I looked at their pictures, and I go, oh, they both have crazy hair. God damn it! Uh, why couldn't have you done that? Because it would have. Um, uh, I I look so bad now. <laughs> I did want to say uh, Sam Presti crushing it in the drafts. Sam Presti, Jesus Christ. I and mean, he's got like a million picks moving. I was about to say he still has 4,000 more picks. It's insane. I think legit he has like 17 picks in the next three years. 
That is not far-fetched, honestly, at this point. Um, oh, man. All right, Chicago-Toronto. How they're going to end up with Bronny James. Chicago-Toronto. And then LeBron James will go there. Um, yeah. Chasing rings with his son. Uh, let's talk about this. Chicago uh, beats Toronto. All right. Chicago beats Ted Anto. Um, this one was interesting. So the Bulls have, have, have had a very interesting season. The ups and downs, strong yeah. on defense, but the offense kept, like, you know, just sputtering out. Vucevic, Levine weren't really showing up. I mean, Vucevic hasn't showed up on offense in the last two years, but was playing better on defense. Um, they finished Levine, the season. Levine uh, actually did kind of turn it around once Pat Bev got, got there, though. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. And then they ended the season. I think the last three months of the season, they were in the top seven in uh, overall defense, uh, according to uh, football or football. Football. No, uh, <laughs> what's the basketball one? Uh, fucking... uh, BPI. I don't know. The Wilbon Power Index. <laughs> that's the only one that matters, baby. <laughs> uh, but then um, I this is interesting because the Raptors finished 41 and 41, but they didn't. I honestly thought they were way worse this year than they were. They started off uh, not hot. They started off very poorly. And then uh, it was funny. Around the trade deadline, people thought that they were going to move Siakam, Siakam yeah. move Fred VanVleet maybe, and just kind of blow it up. But once Durant got traded and the East looked a little more attainable, I don't know how you think that when you know the Celtics and the Bucks, the Bucks. are walking around. Um, but they felt like they could play their way back into the postseason because uh, prior to that, they were out of it. Uh, they basically said, okay, we're going to keep everybody and we're going to go forward. And then as it went along, they got better. But the funny thing and kind of the telltale sign for how this game ended up shaking out was we already know Nick Nurse is not coming back to Toronto. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if your coach, if we're already talking about in the public and in the media that your coach is kind of looking at maybe going to Houston or maybe going to Detroit because these jobs have just opened up, uh, how can we, how is the team really going to, how can he lead a group of men? You can't. That, yeah, like, so the game kind of played in that way. It's like Toronto was up early and big early i was like this is a turn off the tv type of game this is a setting the kids to bed but you know who was the uh the star of this game zach the kid no oh. no zach levine put 39 points on the board that's why yeah that's what you were talking about i'm i'm probably gonna butcher the name because i had the audio off when they were talking about her but demar derozan's daughter dr derozan was essential in this game. Explain. Brennan, look at the free throw disparity. Toronto shot, Toronto attempted 36 free throws, yet they only made eight. DR DeRozan was strategically placed close on the opponent's free throw line. God, 50%. Where she screeched so loud the ESPN cameras could pick it up or the ESPN microphones could pick it up. She would screech at every free throw attempt and it resulted in Toronto going 18 of 36. She had a 50-50 game. She was out of her mind. 
<laughs> That's uh, legendary. Uh, Brendan, the, legendary sometimes from DeRozan. The, the, the great ones, they say not today. <laughs> not today. Gosh, that's I didn't even realize that. That's cheating, right? No. No. Games, it's, gamesmanship. It's all is fair and love and all love and basketball, baby. Yeah. I was about to say Toronto knows it. Toronto, uh what was that? Uh Toronto a couple years during the uh, bubble season there they couldn't allow fans in. And so the Raptor was uh trying to distract Devin Booker one game and really? then Devin Booker yeah and Devin Booker was like yo man can we get the freaking mascot out of here and kick the Raptor out there's nobody <laughs> in here why is the mascot in here what uh what's yeah. your name uh D-R-D-I I, I think it's pronounced D-R uh D-I-A-R DeRozan I think we yeah. have a shout out for the end of this episode uh we we certainly will um but uh DeMar DeRozan ended up playing very well uh, despite being in a lot of foul trouble early on in this game, in the first half of this game, he kind of turned, helped turn things around. Um, Chicago advances to the uh, the winner of them versus Miami uh, for the final eighth spot to be slaughtered at the hand of the Bucks. Uh, we'll get to the Miami game here later, but uh, th- this team had more of a volatile season, and I don't know the future of this team because I think this team is maximized when they have a good point guard. Um, Chicago you're talking about? Chicago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, average to good point guard. Average the low end being a Pat Bev. Uh, good high end being Lonzo Ball, who was uh, sidelined the entirety of the season due to injury. Uh, he I think they're like going to be surge, okay. Third surgery on his knee. Yeah, um, that's so many surgeries. But I don't know if they're going to be okay because I think Levine's contract is up this year. Or I thought he had one more. Does he have one? I th- I don't know. I, everybody's kind of in flux, is what I'm saying. So yeah, and they're an older team too. It's not, exactly. It's not, it's not mean, like this again, is the group of young guys. We're going to talk about Miami later, like you said. Uh, speaking of old teams, but um, shout to you. I, I think. If they can get Lonzo, I, I honestly think with the trade they made for Vucevic, I mean, and he hasn't been the player they thought he would be, but with Levine and then DeRozan coming in and really turning this, he was a fucking MVP candidate last year. Like, he really mm-hmm. turned them around. I think they have to give it, honestly, one more try uh, with the pieces that they have. Now, I'm on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to Toronto. With Nick Nurse being out of there and none of their players being elite elite superstars like Siakam's probably their best player and I wouldn't put him in like the top 10 of the NBA would you uh no so at one point it looked like he may be but no yeah they're gonna have to blow that up um yeah so I think Chicago can give it one more push but I think Toronto's gonna have to blow it up moving forward um just for reference DeMar DeRozan is 33 yeah. Vucevic is 32. Levine is 28. So Levine's still in or in around his prime. Um, I think they can get one more run out of it. I think so. I don't know. I'm going to look up the uh, contractual part of things here on Basketball Reference. But in the meantime. Basketball Reference. That's the, that's the damn side I was trying to think that's of. That's what you're trying to get to. Yeah. Um, all right. Here we go. Uh, I heard uh, another podcast reference it. And as I've said before. Oh, you heard a podcast info. reference? Basketball, basketball reference, reference about <laughs> the Bulls having a top seven defense in the latter part of the season. Ah. All right, here we go. Los Angeles Lakers, Minnesota. This one, 
and the, uh, we had ourselves a game. Uh, <laughs> this one actually turned into a, a very good game uh, later on. I didn't catch the first half of it. I caught the second didn't half. Didn't need to. Okay. I was going to say, what happened? <laughs> this game was a game that didn't oh, really mean anything really... until the third. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, um, first half, Timberwolves looked like world beaters. They looked like they were going to run away with this one. And it was like, geez, are the Lakers going to lose? This how LeBron's going to go out? I started making uh, different conspiracy theories like, ah, LeBron's trying to be the highest scorer in uh, play-in game history. So he has to lose this game with a high point total to then play in another game and get a high point total, get the eighth spot, um, and lose to the Nuggets. Uh, but yeah, that's all the first half was. Call Anthony Towns looked amazing. Uh, he was five for five at one point. Mike Conley was like four for four, hitting everything he put up. He was a hundred percent from three at one point, um, hitting like four threes in a row. Uh, that was pretty much the first half. Mike Conley having a great season. Mike Conley, what a, what a, what a revolution! Had a great revolution, relevate, Reve- revelation, Re- revelation. Yeah, even though I still, still don't don't really love him, and I didn't think he deserved to be an All Star last year. Yeah, we did talk about that. Uh, so the Lakers are now going against the Grizz. Um, they are in in their like swimwear, um, and now what's happening? The Timberwolves are going to have to play the uh, Thunder. Timberwolves have to play the Thunder in uh, Timberwolves land. So they're Minnesota. still alive, still alive. Um, but they shit the bed. Uh, so they they're leading it that entire first half, third quarter. It's a close game, but it's not like it's not like they can't manage it. I mean, they're up for the entirety of the game until about. Well, they were only down by four in the fourth. Yeah, I think it's not until. Uh, excuse me. Like the final closing. Uh, sorry, I had a had a burp, man. Um, later in the game, the the I think they were something like three for twelve or something in the fourth quarter. Like that fourth quarter was painful to watch from both sides. It was agonizing. But the Lakers clawed their way in. They had what we thought was a game winning shot. LeBron doing the LeBron thing that he was criticized for early in his career, making that pass to Daniel Marshall. But he made uh, the final closing seconds. He's driving. He goes up, and everybody collapses, kicks it out to um, the German kid, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, Kicks it out to Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder hits a three. Ice in the veins. We think the game's over. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Anthony Davis oh, makes that one. That means? I thought that was a yeah, it's reference the yeah. when they do that. Well, you know, it's kind of the same act, like things going into the, the veins. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's ice in the veins, baby. Uh, then um, Anthony Davis makes one of the one of the most mind-boggling mistakes. Closes out a little too hard on a three-point shooting. Mike Conley uh, results in three said, boneheaded mistake. Yeah. Results in three free throws for Conley. Conley hits all three free throws. Almost missed the first one. Uh, takes it to overtime where the Lakers proceed to dismantle and undress the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, and you got to have a better game than you did, bud. And you can't fall in love with the three. There were so many times late in this game, uh, Anthony Edwards just kept chucking up three after three after three after being over. Seven, he goes for 0 for 8 and 0 for 9. It's like, dog, you're not hitting these. 
drive to the basket, try to well, get to the free throw too. line. He's a driver too. It's like, yeah, he's not a three. He's not. Known he as was a just out of. He was just so out of his game. If he has a slightly better game or a more natural game of his own, um, they win that easily, easily. Yeah. And the thing I've been saying, like the thing I said that night to people and have been texting since that game, the, this was the Minnesota Timberwolves. We haven't talked about it because this all happened uh, since we last recorded. This is a Timberwolves team without Rudy Gobert because he decided to go kung fu on his teammate. Uh, oh, yeah, we haven't <laughs> talked about that. And this is without, uh, I think it's Jalen McDaniels, one of their best wing defenders, because he decided to go all kung fu on the wall, on the concrete wall yeah. within the stadium in the last game. And they brought the Lakers within moments of upsetting them for the seventh seed. Yeah, it's a younger team. Uh, obviously, it's weird because it's one of the older players. It's one of the oldest players on that team that is suspended. But you want to be like, oh, yeah, young team. They'll figure it out. But they're not. Some of their key pieces aren't that young. No, Cat Cat's already into his second Gobert. contract. Conley's 35. Yeah. Cat's so, 27, Conley's think, 35, oh, Gobert has to be 30, 31. Years, but yeah, it's not. And Gobert's a very much a declining asset. Like, that's not. Depreciating asset instantly as soon as they bought yeah. him. They spent four draft picks on that guy, and you have to suspend him going into your first playing game. And what not to mention up? he's making over $45 million a year next year, and then he has a player option for 47 which I think he's going to pick up <laughs> moving forward. Don't think he's not going to pick it up, brother. Uh, do you think Minnesota has to get rid of Cat? Um no. No, cuz he he played he played great in the first half. I just think they're a, a snake bitten franchise. Yep. And they're just never going to be worth a damn. It don't matter who they get, don't matter who they get in the coach. Um they're just never going to be worth a damn. I mean, the one time they had any success, Kevin Garnett, Latrell Sprewell, Sam Cassell, they got to a Western Conference final and then they got mollywopped. Um, they've never, they're, don't want to say they're a joke of a franchise, but their current coach, their current coach, Chris Finch, I'm pretty sure you don't know his name because no one really knows his name. Um, he is now their second all time leader in wins with like 90, uh, this happened when he got like 93 wins, his 93rd win this season or something. That's their joke. Like, this is they're they're just a they're just not they're snake bitten. You said as as one of my favorite people. All right, peace. Spoiler alert. Um, I'm gonna have to bleep that. I don't want to do that to some people. If you haven't watched Succession, you're a fucking clown. All right, unless you're Greg, who's been traveling. And Greg, you better watch Succession before you listen to this. Uh, as Logan Roy would say, Oh, Logan Roy dies. Have you not fucking watched Succession? I haven't even started it. Oh, I was about to get so mad. <laughs> no. um, as Logan Roy says, uh, you, I love you, but you're not serious people. <laughs> you're not serious people. Oh, that's such a good line. It's a great line. R.I.P. Logan Roy. I'm really going to have to like do something for that. I know. That's why I just keep I'm saying gonna cut in. Logan Roy. <laughs> I'm going to cut in. Spoiler alert for succession. He's gone, man. Uh, hey, I love you, but you're not serious people. Speaking of not serious people. I really got to invest in a touch screen so I can just do that when you just 
catch me off guard like that. Like um, Atlanta, wh- what is happening? Revolution. Will Atlanta be beats Miami, which nobody saw coming. Miami was favored by five. Miami has the better coach, the better team, uh, but not not on Tuesday night. They did. Miami was. Uh, uh, dang. Well, Lord, you just said. Better coach, better team. No, before that. You said revelation. No, you said uh, they were favored, not just oh, by the, the Vegas, also by all 17 people team working at ESPN that picked Miami to beat the Hawks. And you know what? I'm going to say this, a little P- uh, PSA for the Hawks. Don't get too big for your britches, all right? I'm talking Is to it- you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Clear out. It's ISO here. Talking to you, social media account man. You go, don't don't let's not make Marlins jokes when it's hard to fill up your stadium as well. All right, let's settle down. You had to do a lot of refurbishing and a lot of things to get people to decide to come down to what was once Philip Arena, now State Farm Arena. You had to put a goddamn barber shop in there to get people to decide to come watch your more bun franchise. You're forty one and forty one. Hold your britches. All right, get a couple championships like the fish down here. All right. Settle down, all right? I did want to say uh, Atlanta has a history of doing this before. They made the conference finals a couple years Sick ago. Sick of this shit. And was walking around. And Memphis has the same. Don't hear anything about, about Miami Marlins attendance, all right? We got two championship rings. Get yourself out of the Eastern Conference once in a while. You traded the greatest player ever in your franchise's history, Dominique Wilkins. Don't talk to me about attendance, all right? They traded away Luka Doncic. No one uh, was heavily attending the rig ceremony. World Series. Coming at you, buddy. I don't know your name. I don't know who you are. Keep hiding behind that goddamn Hawk logo on Twitter. Fuck out of here. They said something about the Marlins. They said they said something about the Marlins. I didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Obviously. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> obviously, from my reaction, I didn't like it. I mean, they're bit. they're gonna get housed by they're gonna get ho- they're gonna the get boat raced. Yeah. This is gonna be a sweep. Jesus Christ. Because Atlanta just doesn't have the thing, man. Like, I, I watch him. Atlanta, sorry. Atlanta, just oh. like, again, another spoiler alert. I got to I gotta really make sure. I, you, I love you, but you're not serious people. <laughs> you're going into the play and you talked about, the rumors came out, mm, might trade. We're, we're open to trade talks for uh, Trey Young. Like, what? Going into a playing game, you're talking about trading your best player. And Trey Young's been uh, had two coaches gone through, and he's a coach killer. Yeah, that's not a that's not a bad stain. I mean, everybody's everybody who's worth a damn is a coach killer for some in some respect. But get the fuck out of here, all right? Yeah, that's a joke. It's a joke because they always sneak into the playoffs, but they're never like you just said it. They're not serious people. There's it's weird. There's got certain- to the Eastern Conference a couple years ago, but that was. Post and then they pandemic. walked around like they won fucking 10 rings in a row. Like they yeah. walked around like they were the shit and everyone was like, and it's it's so interesting because Trey Young isn't afraid of anything. And that's actually one of his qualities I like about him the most. Like he's, he doesn't give a shit, but that's also something that can be incredibly frustrating with them. Cause you're like, you're not, you have no business being like, what are we doing? Like you shouldn't mm. even be here. Probably um, your chest like you've done something. How yeah. about you go do something? Exactly. How about you go do something? Atlanta Hawks social media guy. Uh, Miami. To a lather. <laughs> into a tizzy. A tizzy. <laughs> Miami now has to go against the Bulls. 
Um, I, this is something I wanted to ask. Uh, I don't know if you want to. Well, let's talk about the game first, and then we'll get into it. Um, what sure. did you take? What did you take away from the game? Sorry, first before that, I've finished all my research now. Um, Lucifer, his contract is up. This is the final year on his okay. deal. Uh, Demar Derozan has one more year, and uh, Zach Levine has three more years. It's a timeline okay. for those guys. But so you um, said Vuce is up this year. Vuce, yeah, he's a free agent after this season. Okay, okay, well, yeah, don't re-sign him and then go get somebody else. But uh, the Rosen, Levine, and then who else do they have that they traded for? Uh, Lon- well, they didn't trade for Lonzo, but or they signed tra- Lonzo. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Um, okay. yeah. For some reason, I thought they had Aaron Gordon, but he's no, he's on the Denver. Nuggets, baby. Yeah, yeah getting um, Orlando guys confused. That's what that is. That's what that is. Absolutely, hundred percent. All right, uh, what did you take away from the game itself? One, two, oh, he has three years at a player option. Uh, Zach Levine, that is. Um, the game itself, Miami is. <laughs> Miami has a fatal flaw. If, first of all, they can't, they have no four. They have no power forward worth a damn. Yeah. Um, and that enabled Atlanta to just house them in the rebound department. Yeah, they don't. You know, they don't start a power forward. They, they actually they do. Um, oh, they don't. No. Oh, I thought they uh, started Kevin Love. They they did. I think when they first got him, but they took him out, huh? But oh my god, they really don't have a power forward. They have one listed on the roster. Kevin, Kevin Love, Love, who played three minutes, and UD. Let's not sleep on UD. Come on, what are we doing here? Um, it might if they played UD, it might be might have won a game. Who knows? Well, no, um, I'm just looking at the. Uh, UD was, yeah, I was going to say he didn't play. Yeah, they didn't play him. But, I mean, his last game of the season, his last game of his career, most likely, dropped 24 points. You know, had a hell of a hell of a closing ceremony. But um, and, uh, Miami, so they, they're too small. Uh, they're way too small. And they just got destroyed on the boards. Clint Capella, 21 boards. 13. Defensive, eight offensive. He he just put him in the ringer, um, and they don't have competent shooters. They don't have reliable shooters. They last year they got to uh, the Eastern Conference Finals with smoke and mirrors. They tricked themselves the last two three years with some of the guys who they've brought on and developed with your Duncan Robinsons and your Gabe Vincents and your Max Struces And, oh, yeah, we've turned, we've taken these undrafted guys and made them into players. And then you go against actual guys who you go, you know, have talent <laughs> and were projected to be actual NBA players. And it's like, ah, that's what a player looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's something I'm very familiar with playing at a smaller D1 school. You go to play Florida, and in the ha- going into halftime, you're like, hey, we're in this game. And then Tim Tebow comes out and he goes, no, you're fucking not. Yeah, uh, so. It's just um, one of those things. They, they're they just undersized. And if Bam Adebayo is going to be that goddamn passive where it feels like every time he gets the ball at the top of the key, he's just standing there for 10 seconds and looking for a play to progress and a guy to get open and not just decide to put the ball on the ground, put his head down and go to the basket, they're going to lose 10 times out of 10. Yeah, it doesn't... I Which I don't understand because Bam Adebayo is a great player. 
the phenomenal player. But he, this the end the of the athletic season, marvel. The end of the season, he just I don't know if he checked out or like just, it looked like something was going on. Well, he was carrying them for the duration of the season. And then at the end there, it was all right, Jimmy time to take over. And then he he, he just succeeded power. He just allowed, you know, Jimmy here, do your thing. The only person that actually kept them in this game <laughs> was Kyle Lowry who, off the bench. Thirty three points. It was insane. Uh, yeah. Especially because the they said game. Kyle Lowry was their Achilles heel for the longest yeah. time. Yeah, Kyle Lowry has been a he, the fans in Miami have not been happy with uh, that contract. Um, that I think it was a trade or, or however they acquired him, they have not been happy with that acquisition. And he finally did what you got him there to do, and just everybody around them just kind of you know dropped the ball. Yeah, it's uh I what do you think happens? You think they're gonna I think they to lose to Chicago. I think you think they, they lose, they lose Chicago. to Chicago. I think they lose to Chicago, man. That's a team Miami's Is Chicago a team. still in this. Chicago could go on another run. What are we talking about? I don't think they're going on another run. Um you gotta remember whoever wins this game goes to play uh Giannis and them boys. But um them boys. I think Chicago wins because I just think Miami, you lose that game to a team that you've had their number, I think, like 12 and 6 in the last 18 plays, last 18 times they played against Atlanta. Um, you go and you get you get bullied when you're supposed to be the bullies. That's demoralizing. I don't yeah, think it's embarrassing. A, I don't think there's a I don't think there's a lot of bounce back from that. I don't think I don't think they got the heart. I think they're at the end of the rope. Jimmy is up there in age. Uh, the front office hasn't done much really to bolster this roster since in the last two years since they've made like some of these deeper runs. Like their big time acquisition was a buyout market of Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. Like that's the that's two nuts. big things they did. And then they got Kyle Lowry, who, like we said, since getting there, has been people have been lamenting how poorly of a uh, performer he's been um you got hero you got bam you got butler that's not enough in this east no it's not gonna cut it <laughs> it's just not gonna cut wasn't it. enough to get you in the sixth seed which i had thought they would get but they were able to get staved off by mikhail bridges spencer dinwiddie and cam johnson like yeah no i yeah you're probably right damn it yeah, crazy. I wanted to ask you before we move on to the quick hits. Uh, what are you more afraid of? Whom are you more afraid of? The Timberwolves or the Thunder as the Nuggets? None of them. Oh, really? Okay. I'm just saying if you. It's not serious. I mean, the greatest line of the show it, it just applies to everything. Not serious people, man. <laughs> okay. I was going to say the Thunder just because of SGA and what he can do offensively. Uh no, because he's not the greatest shooter, and I think the thing that would kill us would be three point shooting more than anything. To Golden State when you go against them boys, yeah, that you know that's kind of the thing because that's the greatest. I still have Golden State. I know we I would kind of cooled off on them the last <laughs> yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm back on my boys. I'm back on the guys I picked from the beginning. Give me Golden State, Boston Celtics. Let's do it. Quick, <laughs> Boston's not getting it. This is Milwaukee's league now. I don't know if you're aware of this. This is Milwaukee's league. Mm -mm. I'm saying it. Look, mm -mm. last year, the Boston Celtics, did they go to a game seven with Milwaukee? And yeah. Chris, Chris Middleton, Middleton didn't play a game. Yeah. 
Didn't play a game. I think it's going to mess up their chemistry this year. I think with Chris Middleton back, it's going to oh, up their mess up the chemistry of. But the only thing you have on the Warriors is their championship chemistry and pedigree. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You'd be surprised how quick. And- quick, name hit. Quick hit. <laughs> All right, a little uh, MLB news. Uh, the Rays. Oh my gosh, they're on a tear. They're twelve and zero. The the one of the hottest starts since 19, 1900. Um, if they win today, they start a new record, or is it today or tomorrow? Their next game, basically, they establish a new record for the best start to a season ever. Um, someone who has broken a record for the best start to a season ever, rookie Jordan Walker for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I believe he's had eleven uh, a hit in his first eleven games which is uh, established a new record passing like Mickey Mantle and some of these other, or Ted Williams and a bunch of these other old-ass names that we remember that probably fought in wars. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to shout out those two stories. Uh, Kyle, I'm up on you in the bet right now. Two, three, two, one. Uh, Sandy shit the bed against you guys. But uh, uh, Jesus Lazardo and uh, <clears throat> Edward Cabrera, had a couple of good performances, and the the bats woke up, and uh, we got active. So, two one right now, Miami ahead. You didn't do the read. Oh shit! I'll do the read after you talk to Masters. Okay. <clears throat> we had the Masters in Augusta, Georgia, this past weekend. For those of you listening, John Rahm won it going away. Um, going away. 12 under. Oh, yeah, that's true. It was. Brooksy Brooksy was up there and then he just shat the bed. Yeah, Brooks was up there. Uh, Brooks ended up finishing tied for second with Phil Mickelson, who looked like Skeletor out there, who everyone thought came back from dead. Yeah, he's everyone thought he was going to miss the cut and ended up at uh, and tied for second at uh, eight under uh, John Rom. This is big for him. Twelve under. He was the I don't know if you remember from last week, but he was one of the guys I picked. Ooh. And, Let's go. Uh, I said. Um, no, what happened to the guy I picked? He withdrew. He withdrew before it even started, folks. Will Zalatoris has to get a back procedure. and He's going to miss the entire season of golf. Lucky me. Lucky you. I wanted to uh, talk about some of the uh, other players that finished uh, top 10. Uh, Scotty Sheffield. I wanted to talk about somebody who didn't make the cut, but we'll talk about him afterwards, I guess. Go ahead. My guy, Morikawa, uh, Patrick Reed, Jordan Spieth, all these guys. Spieth. Uh, Spieth, hey, all these guys are uh, playing well. You know what team is, or team, you know what guy is not in there? Rory McIlroy didn't make the cut, Brennan. Rory McIlroy missed the cut. I was uh, I brought it up last week going into our, in a, during our preview, and I was like, man, he's been, uh, he's been doing a lot of chit chat, you know, on the side I'll of the PGA the against Liv, um, but he hasn't really been performing on the, on the course. He hasn't won anything since, well, he hasn't won a major, I should say, since 2014. Um, Golf, golf is at its best, I'd say, when you have at least one to two dominators. You had uh, Jack and Arnie. uh, Phil and Tiger. Phil and Tiger. Um, We don't really have it right now. We don't have any dominators. We got a lot of guys. 
A lot of good guys, but no. A lot of guys. I don't know. It's not the same in golf being uh, an individual sport. It's not the same like with the NBA. Like this year, it's like, oh, four to five teams can win. You know, that's pretty good. And and the NFL, you know, parity is great. You know, you can go from worse in the division to winning the division like the Jags. You could be nine and eight or nine and seven back in the day and win the Super Bowl like the Packers and uh, the Giants. But in golf, you need a guy carrying a torch. You need a guy everybody's showing up for. You can't you can't give me five guys and be you can't give me ten guys and be like, eh, somebody. And I'm like, eh, no. Yeah. <laughs> somebody. Eh, no. Moving on. To play NHL. like a pro. Brennan. Oh, Set after the master. I no, I thought you were gonna do it after. I'm sorry, go ahead. To play like a pro. You need to train like a pro. This is your chance to train your game with some of the best, damn it, best players on the planet, including Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan, who we mentioned earlier, CJ McCollum, who we also mentioned earlier, De'Aaron Fox, who we'll mention next week after the Sacramento Kings play, and many more. Pro class is packed with hundreds of drills, workouts, and breakdowns, all specifically designed to skyrocket your skills like never before. With over seven, uh, dang it, with over twenty signature training systems, you'll craft your shooting, handle, scoring, and athleticism just like all stars and future Hall of Famers. And with our special code, you can claim your fifty percent discount right now before it's too late. So check out the show notes. Wow! So check out the show notes or our pinned tweet on Twitter to get instant access to join Pro Class right now. Martini's kicking my ass. Did I mention that on the show, or was that no? That's off air. That was off air. Had three martinis last night during the new low. Everybody, uh, struggle morning, struggle morning, struggle bus. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. Back to the show. All right. NHL playoffs are upon us. When does the NHL season officially end? I think this is the last week of games, and the postseason yeah. will start this weekend. Brandon, uh, you know who made the postseason? Uh, barely, because they backed in, backdoor cover. Florida Panthers backdoored our way into the postseason. Uh, nothing like clinching when you don't even got to be on the ice, Brennan. Nothing, yeah. nothing like it. I uh, wouldn't know, because my Tampa Bay Lightning clinched a few weeks ago. So uh, You had Sabres lose. I forgot who they lost to. But then you had uh, the Penguins lose. Uh, they lost to the Caps prior to. And then uh, I think they also then lost to uh, Chicago Blackhawks, one of the worst teams in the league right now. And that helped us backdoor our way in. Uh, Penguins not making it for the first time in like 16 years. Sorry, Anderson. Um, yeah, Malkin and uh, Crosby not going to be in the postseason. Don't have to see their smug, smug faces. Ever again, it feels like so. Yeah, but uh, Miami will be the eighth seed. Uh, actually, they could uh, end up getting the seventh seed if they win this next game. They have one more game, but if not, they get the eighth seed and they play uh, the Boston Bruins. And we know a thing or two about uh, being the number one seed and uh, potentially getting bounced. So let's yeah. see what happens there. Am I reading this right? The playoffs they do that by division. Uh, do they do it by division? No, they do it by conference. Well, because I'm looking at the NHL website, and it says the Bruins are going to go against the Panthers, and the Maple Leafs are going to go against the Lightning. Uh, so it's the top four in each division. 
I think that's just how it shakes out. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, it's just how it's shaking out right now. Because the seating is literally one wild card, two, two, three. That's just how it's shaking out. Because Miami, I mean Miami, Florida's eighth. Uh, the Maple Leaves are four. Oh, it would be four or five. Uh, uh, I don't know. Because on the NHL that website, weird. it literally has them all. Because, wait, Seattle's in the same division as Dallas and the guys, Colorado, right? Seattle Colorado, is in the same division as Colorado, you said? Yeah. <sighs> this is really just going to bother me. So no, they're it not out. in the same division as Colorado. Got it. All right. They're in the and central. They're in the Pacific. Got it. Okay, so it's not by division. It just happened to work out that way, which is fucking creepy yeah. that it worked out that way on the East Coast. Um. Yeah, my team's going to dominate. We're going to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals again. Final. And we're bringing another trophy home, baby. Is it not Finals? No, it's is NBA, it NBA Finals. finals? NBA Finals, okay. NHL, Stanley Cup Final. forget which one is which. So. I'll, you want to know how I remember? Never mind. I'm not going to tell you how I remember it. Uh, I know how you remember it. Uh, <laughs> you racist son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Finals. Um. <laughs> uh, all right, soccer corner, soccer, which I don't want to talk about. Yeah, we, we fucking lose lost again. again. <laughs> we lose again, dude. Um, it's really. I I know we talked about this last week about how, um, you've seen it before where someone gets promoted to the prem, then they have a hot start, then they kind of fall off. <clears throat> and I remember saying to you last week, well, that's not going to be us. Like we haven't completely fallen off. Like we just haven't been playing as well, but we're still in this. Like we're so like competitive. I'm and referring then, to it as the Ted Lasso curse. We lost again. I'm referring to it as the Ted Lasso curse. We've I don't think we're featured on the show this year, which I didn't like. I haven't seen us on the table when they're moving up and down the table. I haven't seen oh, us on yeah. the field playing against them. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I don't like it one bit. Um, so, yeah. We're still in the 10th spot. <laughs> yeah. That's nothing. With all this losing, we're still in the 10th spot. But it is not... Hard to imagine. Um, some of these people, it, the 18th spot right now is 27 points. That's about four games, basically. It's not out of the question is the problem. Um, of relegation? Yeah. Four wins. How many games left? There are... Uh, 12 games left, 10 right? games, over okay. 10 games, yeah. Because we have 29, it goes to 32. 38. Goes 38. To 38, holy shit. Um, so nine games left for us. Okay. We have nine games left. Um, we just got to put the ball in the net, man. I mean. And what did you say? We're at nine right now? Uh, we're at 10. 10? It comes down to just putting the ball in the net. We had a game against West Ham. We lost 1-0 on an own goal. I missed the first half. That's when it happened. My own goal. I know. I missed the first half. I got that update on my phone and I flipped out. And I was asleep, thank goodness. But um, I would have lost my shit. But uh, second half, I mean, we dominated possession for damn near all of the game. We had we had just bad shots, just bad shots. We don't have any. We need a ten. We need it the way we need to adjust. That's what we need to do. Because Vinicius is not the 10 that Mitro is. He's not uh, paying it into him. He's How much longer is Mitro out for? Uh, I think seven more games. Seven? Six, six or seven more games. Yeah, he's going to come back with like two to three games left in the season. 
So yeah, it was an eight game ban at game thirteen at, at with thirteen games to go. <laughs> so, uh, and then this game was uh, the first of the two Marco Silver suspensions where he can't be on the touchline, so he's not down there actually with the guys. Um, but yeah, you, you, we're gonna have to get creative. Uh, Remember two months ago, when Mano like, oh, Solomon, no we're gonna get regulated. <laughs> yeah. Regulated. Mano Solomon has to get it together. He and I have to get it together, but he has to try to get the ball in the net. William uh, Decadova Reed, somebody from the midfield, maybe start Tam Kearney, you know, a little higher up the pitch. Uh, Pereira. Relegated. Relegated. Pereira has to be a little more creative. Some of the shots he took the other day were just easy saves. Um, so, yeah. It, <laughs> Man, it's been hard the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's been tough. Um, and, you know, the tough keeps coming with the Inter-Miami. Again, another loss. It's just, just what we do now. Um, lost to Dallas FC. And, yeah, they, they stink. They stink. We got, we got, we got full gold, fool's gold with those two wins early. This is a bad episode for me. Uh, we got fools going with those two wins early, and then uh, yeah, they just they've shat the bed since. So all right, well let's move on to the press conference, and we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. <laughs> Joe, where can we find you? Oh, more talking. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorby. You can find this show's Twitter and Instagram at Caring Press. Don't forget to check out all the shows on the network. That's a new low.co. Shows like a new low where I drank three martinis. Um, shows like Who Does a Podcast, where last week we did Purple Rain and next week we're doing a Coco. Um, so yeah, don't forget to check out those other shows as well as Misbehavior Journal Club, which is a scientific, funny endeavor. Brennan, where can we find you? At Brennan T Comedy on all social media. Brennan T Comedy.com uh is where you can find all the stuff. Uh check out my other podcast, Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. And big news, Joe finished the edit. So the release of the one man show will be May 31st via Patreon. So subscribe on the patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif to check out the one-man show. And thank you to Joe for that. All right, let's get out of here. Get me out of here so I can crawl back into bed. Absolutely, and that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout-out. DR DeRozan. Making changes. I'm going to send this to DeMar and be like, yo, we shout it out to Gang, gang. Real recognize real. Three.